everyone. Welcome back to the Weed of Time podcast, where it gets pretty dank, Elaine needs a drink, and Patton Fane smells pretty fucking rank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Shame of Tarvalon, and I am here with my co-host, Deng and Nospo, and we are here to talk to you about the Wheel of Time. My favorite sort of intro. My favorite sort of intro. Makes fun of a trican. Yeah. But, like, really, <laughs> Patton Fane must smell so goddamn bad. Presumably. <laughs> FYI, this is now an all-spoiler podcast, so get the fuck out if you don't want spoilers. If you don't want to know that Rand dies in the end, you should leave. Allegedly. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> time to use allegedly. Sorry, what's up? Shaitan's lettuce and munchies. Dang, where the fuck we smoke? Alright, so no smoke. Could you pass me it, please? Yeah, that how fucking much you want me smoke you. Okay, what the fuck? <laughs> So we are smoking MTL Cannabis Sage and Sour. Oh, I can copy that from the last one. It is a sativa, and it's coming in at like 25 and a quarter percent. Yep, I'm copying and pasting like a motherfucker right now. And it makes me happy inside, because I smoked like three bowls of it. Well, we shared. No smoke. What you smoke? Dregs. Just homebrew dregs. Yes. (laughs) We have homebrew D&D, and we have homebrew dregs. Uh, how much you smoke? Like, one bowl? Oh, God, like half a bowl, baby. Oh, girl. She don't even try no more. The lungs are rough. Speaking of how we, like, save our lungs, we use... <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, no. actually, though. Just do it. We use mouthpieces because, like, we don't want shit in our lungs. And we smoke a lot of fucking weed. And I don't want to have tar lungs. I was traumatized by <laughs> cigarette advertisements yeah. and propaganda. And so, what about our pieces? We used them. We did. As always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that was all. Okay. I should go back to it. <laughs> you, you just, we, we were just on that, and I was like, okay, and? I felt like there was something else coming. No. We smoked out of our 16-inch glass beaker bong. Nospo smoked out of her peacemaker, Callie. Go! (laughs) I just have to do it a different way every time. Impressions. Our food order was bullshit. Half of our order didn't come. Mostly my food somehow. It was deeply, deeply upsetting. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, ordering food is one of the only things that makes it possible to do this podcast the way we do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a be- it's one of the best parts about Saturdays. Yeah, because we, we kind of have to record on Saturdays mm-hmm. and there's... when I work full mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. And there's no way both couple groups can make a comprehensive meal in a reasonable amount of time. After I'm done yeah. work to yeah. do this podcast and not be up till midnight. Plus it's lit. Because then I don't have to cook. But yeah, they like straight up didn't bring half our food. We ordered 12 things and six things were not in our order. Like really though. How much did you get back in credits? I can't find that information. Oh, Oh. hey, that's fucked. Yeah, that's Um, bad. (laughs) I'm hoping it needs like midnight to roll into the account or something. But on the topic of uh, uh, food not showing up. I do have a huge tray of fries in the oven right now. I'm going to go get partway through the episode. And there'll also be like vegan boneless chicken bites in there for me, which I'm excited about. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, 
I've been maybe thinking about putting actual ice in the bong. That might be a thing I should start doing again. Yes. Jesus. (laughs) I don't know why you stopped. You just put it in the... Honestly, put it in first, then put water in. Because it'll just go around your carb. That's true. That's smart. Mm Mm-hmm. I usually am. It belongs. (laughs) Anyways, uh, The Great Hunt. Dang, it's reading. Rereading. Reminds me of that. Oh, yeah. oh, fuck, we're on that. Now. I actually read a little bit today. Damn. In a memory of light. Rand was stupid. <laughs> so, like. <laughs> Matt was starting to get into Abudar. Because he, he just snuck into the city and went to an inn, and now he's like, there's people trying to kill my wife. Matt's in Abudar. Okay, I didn't realize that was a thing that happened in a memory of light. Yeah, it happens real late. I also thought you were further into a memory of light than that. I, I'm a quarter of the way in. Yeah. Oh, it, shit. Okay. The fields of Marilor take up a lot. Yeah, fair uh-huh. enough. Actually, I could tell you what exact percentage because I listen <laughs> to audiobooks. Oh, God. I have a Snapchat from Ding's mother. Oh, shit. Snapchat message. Oh, oh fuck. What was I checking? How far you are into a memory. Oh, of yeah. Thanks for reminding me, because that, that really threw me off guard. <laughs> I was just like, oh, Jesus. Too high for this. But anyways, um, 28%. Oh, shit. Okay. Matt really takes a while to get where he needs to go, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> takes a while to fuck. <laughs> and then there's... He's an idiot. The peaches bloom or something like that. Or something. There's oh, I haven't got there yet. I haven't read it in a while. Fair enough. It's very magical because he's a Taviran, I think. <laughs> and Rand is nearby. Yeah, that too. That's, <laughs> no, that's what it is. It has nothing to do with Matt. It's <laughs> Rand. Rand's been making things bloom since book 13. <laughs> Circle last few months of the first age. Or third age, rather. Yeah. Um, Rand coming down from the mountain and all the apples. And the guy's just, you've been reading for like 40 pages about this guy and his apple trees. And then they just suddenly bloom and he's like, okay, the fuck, actually. <laughs> you know what that could have been summed up in much better? Mm. Is if it had been like that old married couple from Phineas and Ferb, where there's just a farmer sitting there in an <laughs> empty field and his grumpy wife is like, you bought an apple farm without any apples? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Apples were just gonna come walking down off the mountain. <laughs> Rand comes strolling by, and apples just fall from the sky. <laughs> Farmer turns to his wife. I think you need to be a little nicer to me. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> trust my judgment a little bit more. <laughs> like Mr. Sanderson, you could have accomplished this in about half a page. It goes on for so long. He, he, this man has such a tragic backstory. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because we met him in an earlier book. Met him in mm-hmm. Eye of the World. Yeah, he's the one that ran the cart that Rand and Matt were in. Because it's a Brandon Sanderson. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> it's a Brandon Sanderson full circle moment. Oh, he's the one that took them to Camelot. Like, I am honestly kind of surprised <laughs> that he didn't show up on the field of the last battle. And end up transporting Rand's body back from Shayol Ghul in his wagon. I just thought I should 
be the one to give him one last ride. You know, like... As if they didn't fucking take Rand through a gateway. No, I know, but, like, I wouldn't have put it past them to have oh, written yeah. it that way. You know what I mean? Especially because while they were transporting the their bodies, they were both still alive. Oh, true. Because the energy transferal was happening. <laughs> the wagon rider gives the exact same speech that Hagrid does when he tells Harry he'll be the one to take him from... <laughs> Why the fuck didn't they drive a car? Yeah. Because J.K. Rowling's a bad writer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I... so, Great Hunt is where we're going to start off. I'm going to talk about what I've been reading. Because I'm so excited to tell everyone this. <laughs> I have more bad growth. things to say about Egwene. Oh, no. <laughs> no, but I also There's have... growth in other areas. I, I finally have good things to say about female characters in the Wheel of Time. Because Robert Jordan finally learned how to write women. So, first of all, Egwene. Oh, the secret is, pretend they're people. <laughs> <laughs> pretend they're people? Yes. <laughs> I said it like that on purpose. I so, don't actually think that, obviously. So, so listen, um... Egwene mm-hmm. runs into Rand, who is desperately trying to run away from uh, the Amarlin seat, who's going to gentle and kill him. Mm. Um, he's fleeing, and Egwene's like, hey, why the fuck are you fleeing? And he's like, I need to get away from here. You know what I am. And she's like, that's bullshit, because you know what? Matt's too busy carousing. Perrin's too busy being moody. And you're too busy avoiding me. And, and- Rand's like... Girl, that's for your own protection. And she's like, yeah, but didn't you ever imagine that I'm homesick and I want to talk about home and that's why I go talk to Padden Fane? And he's like, you talk to Padden Fane? Okay, listen, I need to remind everybody that she showed up the night that the fucking mm-hmm. boys were going to leave with Moraine and Lan. And she was like, I'm or coming too. And, and she just announced that she was coming and... It was a horrible idea, and they just let it happen. Mm-hmm. And then she spent the whole time bullying the boys because they all wanted to go home because they were terrified. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, why don't you like our adventure? <laughs> hey, the whole book. That's the entire fucking book. And then she's dumb about Aram, too. Yeah. Um, and then she pulls, I'm homesick, so I'm talking to the demon dark friend. Okay, I love when Perrin's like, why don't I tell Rand about Aram? Brilliant. When, like, Elaine comes up. That's that stupendous. Best <laughs> Perrin. Peak Perrin right then. And Matt brings up the farmer's daughter immediately after and ruins it. Yeah. Oh. No, but I just, I'm so frustrated by Egwene still. Yeah. Like. Post I always. The, the, the waste does good things honestly, for Egwene. I was going to say. She gets more interesting as a character after she's made a demonic. Yeah. Yes. She gets some character growth from that, even if it's not necessarily positive character growth. But yeah, the waste is a huge time for her. That's when she really kind of matures and becomes like an adult. And and she she seems to have this moment, and I'm going to really look for it when I read this time, Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, wait, I can be a wisdom wise one, Aes Sedai? Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. You know, like, she doesn't have to She's be not trying to she force can... herself into a box. And she doesn't have to be dogmatic about shit, you know? Mm-hmm. 
which is real nice because she realizes she doesn't just have to grow up and be naive. Yeah. I think is kind of what it turns out to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, but I will read and be proven right or wrong, you know? Yeah. Um, Robert Jordan finally wrote Good Women, and it was Moraine and Swan. <laughs> they, he prefaces it with a bunch of Leandrin bullshit that's just painful. But when Moraine and Swan talk to each other regarding the Horn and Rand after Leanne leaves the room in Faldara. I was going to say, before we get to this, tell them about our compromise regarding the Leanne. Oh, <laughs> So, y'all might remember this, but I, 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 I don't... I don't accept Leanne looking like she does. The only way I will accept Leanne to appear and be played is if she's exactly like Bernadette Rostenkowski from uh, Big Bang Theory. He knows this is inaccurate. I know it's wrong. I absolutely do. He just doesn't care. (laughs) He had a moment when he was reading it and he told us about this where he read about what Leanne looks like and then he said, huh, interesting. And then replaced that memory with Bernadette Rostenkowski. When Leanne first shows up, he spends a paragraph describing what she looks like and I'm like, tall, beautiful, dark eyes, dark, short hair. You know, fucking badass, dark-skinned queen. Does not have a warder named Howie. (laughs) Tall, you know, like... And I'm just like, no, she is a tiny, tiny (laughs) little blonde Catholic girl with massive titties. And she can only wear that one outfit that's like leggings with a really ugly black and white skirt (laughs) and a pink blouse. Mm -hmm. She has to look like that. Um, That's just how I feel about Leanne. For I don't know why he thinks this. Um, but Moraine and Swan have this conversation with each other that takes a few pages, and it really, really beautifully gives you a pretty good understanding of how the White Tower works, fills in what the White Tower was doing in the last book, gives you a bunch of lore and history since the breaking, gives you you know all the Ajas, gives you the Hall, gives you a lot about how channeling works. What Moraine's plans are, what the last battle is supposed to look like, you know, like, mm-hmm. you get so much setup, and it doesn't feel like it's getting shoved down your throat. It's just a normal conversation between gal pals. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. Um, I thought it was really well written, and I enjoyed reading it, and I noticed as I went. Um, and I just, I shit on Robert mm. Jordan a lot, so I have to be honest and say what he's good, too. Yeah. I was going to say, you very specifically compared it to A Moment in Eye of the World with the cart, where they just got the full rundown oh. of Caelan and the Andorran family and all that sort of shit. Now, Gawain Turkan, yeah. he's the first crown prince of Andor, which means he's Egwene's brother, or Elaine's, like, it's... Yeah, <laughs> hopefully not Egwene's brother. Uh, fucking cares. <laughs> You got enough problems with that with Elaine and Rand. Anyway, fucking Great Hunt is better than Eye of the World. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eye of the World is a pretty shit to your book. That's oh. why I rate people guide so that they're able to fucking follow it. it. It was helpful. One other thing that happened was uh, Padden Fane escaped in the Trollocs attack because Ingatar let them in. And in hindsight, it's so fucking obvious because he's so obviously shady the whole fucking time. Yeah. It, it, like, it's not subtle! Yeah. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So our first prompt for the evening is from at Northern 
Cynic3. That's their Twitter handle, because I believe I saw this in a tweet, and I probably tweeted and said that I'm stealing this for a prompt, because I usually do when I do this. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so stealing this for a prompt. If Swan was bonded to Gareth Brynn in a memory of light, you know, in a warder Aes Sedai relationship, how the fuck did the Forsaken use compulsion via his dreams? Because Aes Sedai protect their dreams, and the dreams of their warders are also protected. Yep. The only logical explanation to this, I think, would essentially be if the Aes Sedai wards are basic as fuck and are able to be thwarted by the Forsaken, which mm-hmm. kind of makes sense a little bit because I know Ran protects his dreams, but Lanfear still shows up. Yep. So, so it would make sense that another Forsaken and one that's much better yeah. at using Earth. It's much Teleran, better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And compulsion. Mm-hmm. Grendel. Except it's her hot girl name. Merci. It's French fry time. Okay. I also have thoughts. Mm. I love to hear your thoughts. I think, I think the most likely explanation is that... Robert Jordan or Brandon Sanderson wrote it badly? Yes. I agree. It wouldn't be the first time they wrote something <laughs> Mm-hmm. We got food now. We do. All right. Anything yeah. else to say on that prompt? I was going to say, I think it's pretty fucking cut and dry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they fucked up. Mm-hmm. But it is nice to know and think about the fact that there is a precedent of sorts for it. Especially because Swan is not a particularly strong Aes Sedai. No. No, that is true. And we know the Forsaken are immensely powerful. Mm-hmm. I think Rendall at this point is the strongest female Forsaken. Mm-hmm. Because it's just her Sindane, except brought down in power level significantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the, the um, Aelfin did that. Didn't Grandal get reduced in power, though, when she became she got a Salem or whatever? Uh, she got a new body, but her power levels did not go down. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a scene where the Forsaken are all meeting, and Mogedian realizes that it's Grendel because of the power level and how she's acting. She's like, holy shit, it's over 9,000! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. But I think Grendel is the most powerful female Forsaken at the end of the books. Yeah. I had a thing. For all the good it'll work. What's mm-hmm. up? I had a thing, but I don't remember. Cursed. Um, Grendel. Gareth and Swan. Dreams. Oh, that's what Dreams, it was. Dreams, we never... Every I said I seems to have a thing. Mm-hmm. We never really find out what Swan's thing is other than being the previous Omerlin. Mm. It's the spy work and the mm. eyes and ears. Mm-hmm. It's political intrigue. She should have been a gray... Yeah, because, like, that's not an Aes Sedai power. Just ask anyone in Karian. Oh, no. Like, she has a talent for seeing um, tel- uh, Tavirin. Oh, oh yeah. yes, that's right. I just fucking read that. I'm sorry. That's okay. And honestly, that only comes up once. <laughs> I think it comes up, like, twice. Because it comes up when oh, she sees with, Rand she... in or the three of them in the Great Hunt. Mm-hmm. And when she sees Rand... Um, when he just, like, walks in and goes, Sup, Egwene. <laughs> he, that actually just happened in something I read today, I think. Um, 
Rand is running down the hallways to try and get to Egwene in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. And he just walks face to face with Swan. And she's like, holy shit. I almost thought I was going to go blind looking at him. Like, mm-hmm. he was the brightest thing I've ever seen in my life. And the thing is, that must have been her first Tavirin. Who else has there been since Arthur Hawkwing? I think there might have been a few, because you don't have to be Tavirin for a very long time. But I don't see any in her lifetime. I just mean there was no really significant events, you know what I mean? Like, Not for her. Maybe the person who cut down Avendasora and started the Isle War? Maybe. But that's like a negative Tavirin thing? Yeah. But that's the only one that I think would be even close. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but... Just let us know what you think on Twitter, yeah. listeners. <laughs> Do you think Tam would have ever been Tavirin? I don't think he played a big enough role in anything, you know what I mean? I think, and I don't even think the person who cut down the tree would have been Tavirin. And um, I don't think so either. I just mean like that's the only thing I can possibly yeah. consider. Because Tavirin is someone the pattern like bends around. Mm-hmm. But like, Swan's just like, oh fuck, I got a new, why is he glowing? Moraine's <laughs> like, about that actually. Moraine's like... I don't know. I can't see him glowing. <laughs> and then Swan sees all three of them and she's like, why do all three of them glow? And Moraine's like, I have a theory actually. It's probably because they're Tavirin. We need another person to test it on. Egwene shows up. Swan's like, holy shit. I know that's been specifically disproven, but... I know, but I still believe it. I know, me too. Well, I... It's the only thing that makes sense. Mm-hmm. She ripped her body to shreds to stitch the universe back together. She did. I just... And she became a f- the youngest Armalin seat ever under ridiculous circumstances. Mm-hmm. Egwene being Tavirin would have fixed a lot of plot holes is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Would also kind of helped explain why Moraine brought her in the first place. Mm-hmm. I think if she was Tavirin, though, Maureen would have been more insistent about bringing her. Mm, that's true. It wouldn't have been a tag-along scenario. It would have been like a, you're coming with me, kid. Unless, of course, because you said you don't necessarily have to be Tavirin very long. Mm-hmm. She wasn't Tavirin yet. Maybe she wasn't Tavirin then. That's became true. became it in the Aegil Waste, say. Because all the boys stopped being Tavirin as soon as the last battle's done. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But that's okay. Apparently Rand's a god. doesn't matter yeah irrelevant I think the most relevant thing here is the fact that Matt is no longer lucky Mm. (laughs) I was kind of thinking about that like his life must be so different he has one eye and he could still use throwing knives because he was lucky yep I'm more so just imagining. I know, I know it's not, like, just imagine every woman he's had sex with in, like, the past nine months (laughs) suddenly pregnant. (laughs) Like, the luck suddenly turns all at once. (laughs) 
Fair enough. <laughs> Depends on how you look at it. But that's why he got two on pregnant. Yes. He was like, uh, I want this one. <laughs> yeah, after one sexual encounter, pregnant. Okay, no. Okay, later. I'd like to expand the theory from last episode that eggs just move towards Rand's penis. <laughs> I think that Taviran attracts eggs. Mm-hmm. I think that being Taviran just makes women ovulate. Or being yeah. around a Taviran makes women ovulate. Makes the sperm extra good, like... Just imagining it. But how the fuck with Perrin and Fayil? She drinking a lot of tea, min style. <laughs> She's got a like a baseball helmet with the uh, or a football helmet with the cans of tea <laughs> on each side and straws. I was gonna say her parents' pullout game is strong. Well, there's that. Okay, but I feel like it wouldn't be since of the wolf part of him. <laughs> Just yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, okay. Who does tend to go a bit feral? Also, especially I... over pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusively over pussy, actually. <laughs> I also want to jump back to having sex one time and getting pregnant. Because mm-hmm. actually, like. Funny story, listeners, that happened to my cousin. Which one? <laughs> I, I can't tell you. I'll tell you later, though. You can describe them to me. Mm. My mom. Mm-hmm. Her dad. Yes. His brother, who has died. Mm-hmm. Yep. Has three daughters. Mm-hmm. And this is the middle one. Okay. Related to someone who works in Toronto? Yes. Mm-hmm. The half-sister. Okay. I don't think I know their name off the top of my head, but you can remind me of that later, but I yeah. know the general person this. that you're speaking. All right, listeners, listen. My cousin got married, and nine months to the day after her wedding, baby. <laughs> we visited her not long after, and the women were talking about, like, this, that, and the other thing, pregnancy, and oh my gosh, y'all didn't waste any time, did ya? And I just happened to be on the perfect corner of the other room to hear that, and also hear my cousin's husband grumpily muttering as he walks out of the room, yeah, I have sex one fucking time in my life, and this happens. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh. Well, if you didn't use protection. What the fuck did you think was going to happen, big boy? <laughs> Holy shit. That is what sex can lead to, yes. <laughs> That's what happens when the bunt in the bunt and the uh-uh. You do... <laughs> Double uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> like, who taught you sex ed, buddy? Probably no one. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Fucker. Anyway. The so Lord. they're from BC, so they don't even have, like, religious schools. At least not publicly funded ones. Like Ontario is bullshit. Fuck Catholic schools. <laughs> and so, so, Taviran makes women ovulate. That's my running theory, yes. Um, but th- that's how we feel about, 
why Gareth Brynn was able to be compulsed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got next? Vlad and Barrelane pairing. Too fucking convenient. It was. It had big narcissist energy with his oh, reflection. Yeah. I know you. Yeah. Honestly, when it when it finally really happens, after he wakes up in memory of light, you know, with no arm. And at that moment, I'm just like so emotionally raw. Mm-hmm. Like, well, this might as well happen. What? Some it's light fine. in the dark. Great. Land's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, great. Egwene is... died! The, the cop gets to live, but my favorite character dies. Okay. Yeah, true. And then he gets the hot girl. I say that because it's her only defining character. But Barrelane gets what she always wanted, and she gets somebody who's close to the dragon reborn. His half-brother. Good for her. Galad is never going to know that Rand is alive. No. But he, people will also know that he's the dragon's half-brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that'll have its own weight. Oh, yeah. I just mean, like, Rand would never be like, I should probably tell my half-brother that I'm still alive. He'd just be like, ha! Never have to come over on holidays! <laughs> yeah. Don't have to send birthday presents! Cha-ching. That's true. Also, do you think that anyone disputed that Rand's children were Rand's children? Not when they came out six foot six and ginger. And able to channel since childhood. But like, I feel like some people might have disputed it. Like if they gave them special powers or something. Mm, I see. Mm-hmm. I could buy it. People being like, no, I don't have to respect you. <laughs> Who says you're the dragon's kid? Your your parent? Well, your mom? Well, that seems convenient of her, doesn't it? <laughs> Bale fire their leg off. They're like, okay, you're the dragon's kid. <laughs> the use of bale fire really makes that clear. <laughs> but no, it's really like I think you said this shit. It's just too convenient because F- uh, Fael's just like Merlane. You need to find another man, and then she just found another man. Forty pages later, I was gonna say ten pages. <laughs> Like, it wasn't subtle. It was the first man she saw. She's like, okay, this one. <laughs> it was literally, like, the first new man, yes. <laughs> wow, a prince? Cool. <laughs> like... But at least Galad and Berylaine were kind of foreshadowed, because the entire series, they're like, he's the most beautiful man that's ever lived. And the entire series, they're like, she's the most beautiful woman that's ever lived. Except Lanfear, apparently. Galad and OG Lanfear. <laughs> <laughs> But listen, there's like four women in the world that are the most beautiful women in the world in this series. I swear to fucking Lanfear, God. Lanfear, Barrelane, Grendel. And fucking Elaine or some shit, I don't know. Wasn't Elenia supposed to be super beautiful as well? Yeah, yeah but she was in the Age of Legends. There's probably a different standard of hot back then. Yeah, fair enough. That's Lanfear, Grendel. Mogedian. James, she was a banker. She was not hot. I was gonna say, are you saying bankers can't be hot? Listeners who work in finance, you that's heard not it here what first. I said. There's <laughs> also like descriptions of what she fucking looks like, and she's yeah. not hot. Oh, in the big book of bad art. 
I meant like with words. Oh. You're the big book of bad art? No. Fuck. Tried to save it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. There might be a description in there. There's a information about her past. That's true. It might also have a description. I know it'll have a really bad picture. <laughs> <laughs> also, Galad in Bear Lane. <laughs> Continues to prove my theory. That literally every relationship that anyone could ever think of in the Wheel of Time will be better than Egwene and Gallen. That's true. Everyone that existed that wasn't them, and every other combination you can come up with that isn't them, will be better. <laughs> That's true. More gays and Aram? Better. <laughs> yep. Elaine and Gallen. <laughs> Elaine and Gallen? Still better, actually. At least they're not ruining anyone else's life. It's just saying within the family circle. Okay, if it's incest, that's obviously different. Gareth Bryn and Basil Gill. I would have adored that, actually. Padden Fane and Tom Marilyn. And it's a weird fucking Raylo hate fuck the whole time. Still better. Then Raylo, yes. <laughs> okay, but I have a really cursed one here for you. Please hit me up. Rand and Elida. Better. Better than Gowan and Egwene. Again, there could be hate fucking there. She had him put in a box. That's true, she did. Ooh, and that would have been very warrior of the Altai. And it would be very because like, she would have had him captured and then just strapped to a bench and had her way with him. And exactly. Very warrior of the Altai. See, that's what I was gonna say. Is it could have been very dominatrix, kind of always the threat of being gentle and shit like. Yep. Um, um, horrible. Um, but it would still be better. What are they called in the Sword of Truth? Mordsef. Which Red Aja down to the yeah. level of jumpsuits come to think yeah. about. Yeah, I was just making that connection in my own brain. Listen, Terry Goodkind took a lot of things from a lot of people. Oh, geez, I haven't come up with a... I haven't written down any potential titles for this episode. Oh, fucker, we'll come up with something, I'm sure. Yeah, I was going to say, we got to think of something funny. Um, I know it said funny shit, I just didn't write it down. <laughs> any other thoughts on Bear Lane and Galad? I'm sure their children will be beautiful to behold. I hope they're fucking not. You hope they've, I hope they've ugly. got putrid, ugly ass children. <laughs> Fair enough. They just come out looking like Pad and Fade. <laughs> Rank. <laughs> also, Galad is definitely a virgin. Straight edge virgin. Yeah. Yes. So oh, he's yes. gonna lose his virginity to the most beautiful woman that's ever lived that also has experience. He's oh, gonna have yeah. a great time. Yeah, and Boy's she's gonna be not. taking. Yeah, she's gonna have a horrible time. She's gonna expect him to be good in bed, and he's gonna get like forty-five seconds in, and she's gonna be like, "What?" He definitely doesn't masturbate. Yeah, well, that would be sinning. No, God, <laughs> God is always watching. Shame. No longevity at all. Oh yeah, no, he'd be fucked. Well, oh, sorry. I guess that's the point. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I will say, like, I've had that before. Obviously not with you, but, like, Just, you know. the disgustingly short amount of time. And I really <laughs> got to say, nothing makes me lose respect for somebody faster. <laughs> based on what I experienced at that time, I was just like, oh, 20 seconds, okay. And see, that's why Bear Lane is going to leave Galad. I fully support this theory based on my own experiences. Who would she leave him for? Who's who's Berlain going to be with it for the rest of the fourth age? Okay. Um. <laughs> A Tarangaril sex toy. Yes! <laughs> the Tarangaril sex toy returns. Let's <laughs> name the episode. Tarangaril sex toy 2 electric boogaloo. No, and like it would make so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> it would make so much sense for Elaine. To have made the Terangrial sex toys so she can just build them with her power and mind and her lack of rand. <laughs> <laughs> the first Beltine after uh, <clears throat> the, the first Beltine after she leaves Galad Elaine sends Berlaine a present. Listen, I know you and my brother didn't end on good terms but I still feel like we're sisters so here marry Beltine and it's a Terangrial sex toy. <laughs> Amazing. All right. So we'll call it there, folks. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Weed of Time podcast, and we hope you tune in again soon. Please let us know any of your thoughts on today's episode on Twitter or Discord at the Weed of Time, and check out our Patreon for cool bonuses like Dang's Homebrew Nations and Dragon series. Oh, if- shit, that's tomorrow. That is tomorrow. Fuck. <laughs> if you have a second to rate and review our podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. And until next time, remember that the weed weaves as the weed wills. Peace out. Bye. Wait, do you think Bear Lane got pregnant when she fucked Galad for 20 seconds? <laughs> <laughs> no! He's related to Rand, so pr- probably. <laughs> <laughs>